Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicts in Recovery podcast. Um, it wasn't until probably two days ago that I was asked about how I could share my experience, strength, and hope on carrying the message, right? So step 12. And I thought about it, and I really, it actually kind of took me down this incredibly deep rabbit hole, and I figured, hey, this probably could be pretty good for a podcast. So last week, I came out with one of the very first full podcasts that I did on my own. I did mention that it is tough. Uh, keeping co-hosts and coming up with topics and kind of staying inspirational. So I, I I heard back from friends and I heard from listeners that I'd never met before. And it was amazing to hear from the community. So I figured I would come back in and I would jump into another one all about carrying the message and instead of the typical oh carry the message uh what what did they say you can't keep what you have or you keep what you have by giving it away right instead of carrying the message for the purpose of making my life better i'm going to tailor this specifically around how my life is today based on the decisions I made when I was carrying the message. So I got out of treatment after four and a half months. And I knew the second that I got out of treatment that I was in trouble. I knew before I got out of treatment that I was going to be in trouble because I was leaving this bubble. I was leaving the safety net that I had around me, this this giant bubble of of recovery that was forced upon me and I knew I was going back out into the world and I couldn't figure out specifically what I was going to do the 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 world had kind of taught me or it kind of told me I guess that this was your life here you go you're taking it and that's that so the thing that I did was I gravitated right back to the same environments that I had when I was in treatment because I was comfortable there. I knew I wouldn't get I knew I wouldn't get high and I knew I wouldn't get drunk if I ended up in a meeting. So I get home and the first thing I do is I go to a meeting. Probably one of the most pivotal decisions that I had ever made in my entire recovery was right at that moment. I decided to leave this family party. Yay, Zach's home from rehab. And go on and go to a meeting. So I get to this meeting and there was something that always kind of resonated with me when I was in treatment, and that was that when you open when you share your experience. There's somebody else that relates and and carrying the message, you don't have to you don't have to go through all 11 steps to 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 step 12. Right? You can still carry your story. You can still carry your message. 
And so I got to this meeting and of course they tell you when you get to a meeting, new meeting, open your mouth, say something to someone. Don't just show up, turn around and be, you know, don't be the last one in and be the first one out. So I, I shared in this meeting and I thought about, I, I can't remember what it was that I shared specifically. Um, but I, I shared this, I shared and I remember somebody in there could relate. So they came up to me after the meeting and they, and we started talking and they, they related with what I was saying and we had this kind of connection. And before you know it, this person turns out to be a, a really good friend of mine. And this friend of mine taught me essentially that there was a world outside of my bubble that I was in that there is other things to do. There are other things to do out side in life that I haven't done yet and that maybe I should try and that is what I did and it opened me up to this whole new this whole new world I went rock climbing I went mountain biking I went hiking uh camping I mean I had camped before but I I, I opened it opened up all these doors and this carried on for the last seven years. Uh, I still have a working, I still have a friend, I still have a relationship with this person. All because I went into this meeting and I carried the message. So moving from that point, I'm about four, let's see, I, I would say about five months into recovery. I continued sharing my message with people. I continue talking to people. I continue connecting with people in the recovery community. And I, I continued becoming a part of this recovery community through sharing my message. What it did is it positioned me, and I didn't know that it was going to do that, but it positioned me to this point where I met someone within the rooms who, who knew somebody who ran a meeting and, and, and they managed a youth home. And what I was trying to do was getting to some type of job that I could, that could help me stay in recovery. And I thought, well, this youth home is, is 12 step based. I think that it would be, it would be really good for my recovery. And so, so I ended up going to this meeting, sharing my story, talking to this person who who was the manager at this at this youth home and getting myself a and got myself a job there and my first job in recovery was working in recovery it wouldn't have happened my my life wouldn't have put me it wouldn't have happened if i had not gone to meetings if i had not started sharing my story right my experience strength and hope carrying my message to other people so while I'm about six months into it's six months into recovery and yeah I don't know maybe six to nine months in and I get this job working with these youths sharing my story connecting with these with these teenagers that are in state custody uh, a lot of them came from very bad homes a lot of them came from no home uh, from the system things like that 
I continued carrying my story, carrying the message. I continued sharing my story. So I got to a point where I had the opportunity. This is probably a couple of years in. Oh, actually, even before that. So I get this job and I'm going to meetings and I, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm contemplating going back to school to, to get like a real degree. And that was probably the most terrifying thought that I had ever faced past getting sober would be going to school and getting a degree, uh, going to school and actually taking a math class, going to school and passing, actually just going to school. I never went to high school. I was consistently getting getting in trouble for never going. My parents had to bribe my high school because my high school had this attendance policy that if you missed so many days, you either had to make it up with hours in a library or you had to pay a fee. And my parents actually had to pay this fee just for me to graduate because I never went. So getting into university, it was the most terrifying thing. And I didn't know really what I wanted to do with myself. And I remember sitting in a room, sitting in a meeting, thinking out loud to the group about this is how far I've come this is where I'm at this is what I'm what I'm considering I, I I should be going to school doing something with my life but I'm afraid and and I shared this message and I remember this old timer came up to me after the meeting and he said I can personally attest to this one statement that if you can overcome your addiction or your alcoholism and you can pick up a degree on top of that, you're unstoppable. There is nothing in this world that can stop you from achieving anything that you want. And that really resonated with me to a point where I where I, I, I thought about it, obviously, and it, it, it repeated in my head and, and it, it really gave me this motivation to go, yeah, I, I, I need to give this a shot. If I can clean up off of an IV drug addiction, if I can beat that, then I can easily beat anything, anything that comes into my life. It doesn't matter if it's if it's disease, it doesn't matter if it's death, it doesn't matter if it's the loss of, of possessions of my integrity or my self-worth, any of that. I can overcome any of that. And none of it, not, not one of those things can, can come into, can meet the severity of my addiction and of overcoming that. So I went based on this guy's feedback or based on this guy's this guy's kind of advice he never never had anything in it for him uh, and I never would have heard this piece of advice and possibly never would have been given this inspiration had I not been carrying the message had I not been sharing my story at this point in time I still hadn't even gone through the 12 steps right 
But that didn't matter. That's that's the thing that I think people get confused about is that you don't have to be on step 12 to carry the message. You can still carry the message, right? Yes, maybe I shouldn't be sponsoring people and maybe I should be weary about it. But it, but people opening up in these meetings, people sharing their message, the, some of the most profound things I've ever heard in my life happened in the confines of a rehab, the rehab I was in. The, I, you would hear some somebody who has 20 days of recovery say something so profound that you you had no idea a human could even come up with something like that and you weren't able to experience that if that person didn't take the opportunity to say it so i go to school and i'm going to school and i'm working in this treatment center both are direct products of me carrying the message and I, I hear this, I hear this, uh, this opportunity from my sister and she said, hey, I, I'm considering going to Alaska for the summer to work in some, to, to work in a, a seasonal job somewhere, somewhere in Alaska. I said, well, that's like the coolest thing ever. I am definitely in on that. So I get a job as a hiking guide just outside of Denali National Park, well, kind of in Denali National Park. And the reason that I chose Denali National Park, because my sister really didn't care where we went. It's, all she cared about is that we went to Alaska. And I chose Denali specifically because there were three meetings a week. It was the only reason that I chose Denali. I could have gone to Anchorage, could have gone to Juneau, could have gone to any of these cool places. I specifically went to Denali. And I remember I get to Denali and I'm struggling with this toxic relationship that I'm in. I left my girlfriend back in Utah and she really didn't like that very much that I kind of abandoned her and I don't necessarily blame her, but it wasn't a very good, it wasn't a very good relationship. So I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm again sharing my message. And I guess by the end of this podcast, you guys will probably think that I never shut up. There are meetings that I do that I do not say anything in. And so I'm sitting in this meeting and I, and, and I share this message. And I remember specifically saying, I remember stealing a line from an old timer. And he said, I, I've managed to control my drinking, but I, ma I haven't managed to control the ism. There's this ism inside of me. This, this this thing inside of me, the ism, the, the, that referring to the disease, that even though I'm drinking, I'm not drinking, I'm still, that those behaviors are still there. And a guy from the other side of the room, and there's only four people in this meeting because I'm in the center of Alaska on like a Tuesday night. This guy from the other side of the circle looks at me and he says, you know what ism stands for, right? I said, no, what does ism stand for? And he said, I sponsor myself. You need a sponsor. And I thought about that for a minute. It, it wasn't even a minute. It was half a second. And I looked at him and I said, so is that an offer? He said, sure, take my number. So I start working with this guy. And this is the first time in, in two years that I actually work through the steps, that I do the, all of the steps in order.
and and I did. I worked through them. I I put the effort in. I did everything that I needed to to get through that kind of point in my life and it was I mean it was awesome it was an incredible experience but but the relationship I was in definitely tainted that and so I had the ability to work through that enjoy the experience that I was having live in the moment uh and it was so it was so profound that by the time I got home I I almost had a panic attack because of all of the things that I had in my in my room and in my closet and because in Alaska, I spent four months living out of a bag, and my, I had a tiny little wardrobe, and that was it. And it was, and and I became so okay with that. So, I I get home after after this experience. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back a bit. While you're talking to people, while I'm talking to people on these hikes. It's really easy to learn. It's really easy to pick up on somebody's past by the the language that they use. So, for instance, I was sitting on a bus in driving into the park, driving into Denali, and I'm the only guy on this bus because I'm the only one crazy enough to, to go into Denali in the middle of nowhere in the in a downpour to go hiking. And I'm talking to this guy and he's he's using these terms like one day at a time and, uh, you know, live and let or you know, let go and let God. These this terminology that that is very synonymous with recovery. Come to find out this guy uh, is, is in recovery. He showed up to the meeting one day. So I, the same thing happened with the people that I talked to on the trails. I sit and I talk to people and you can, you'll, you'll be surprised at how many people actually are in recovery or, or somehow are related or, or involved with somebody who is in recovery. So I end up talking to these people and these, some of these, some of these guests or, or these, these kind of hiking guests, I guess that I would call them would talk about these amazing stories about going to China, riding elephants into these jungles to see their kid who's studying this weird ancient Chinese medicine that is only practiced in one region of of this tiny village in this remote area. And these amazing stories about traveling the world and doing all of these amazing things and then there would be people in recovery that would share these same stories of yeah I've been all over the world I've been to meetings here and I've been to you know conventions here and all these cool things and I thought oh my god how amazing is that a I get I get the opportunity to walk to go on a hike in some of the most beautiful wilderness I've ever seen with people in recovery and I get to talk recovery which is just the one thing that I'm incredibly passionate about. The other thing is how inspiring. So remember this guy, I'm talking to this guy and he said, he said, you know, I wish I would have done what you are doing now at your age to get out and to do some type of some to have some type of adventure while I'm young uh, 
because now that I'm older, I, I just, I don't have, I don't have the energy. I don't have the, the capability. I don't have the wherewithal to do this kind of stuff anymore. There's a lot of things that I am just not capable of doing. And, and that is one of my biggest regrets. And he said, if there was ever any advice that I could give you, it would be keep, get out and, and continue living your, your life uh, with some adventures early on. Because who knows, maybe one day you can't do it anymore, right? Now, thinking about this, thinking about today, today, on today, it's now two years after COVID-19 where the whole world was in lockdown. And on this day, just, I don't know, 12 hours ago, Russia has just invaded Ukraine. Okay, So who knows where the world is going to be now, right? We just barely came out of this lockdown. And now we're coming into what a lot of people are saying is this alarming, this alarming, you know, point in human history where we might have to be restricted again so why am i holding off i'm never guaranteed it's it's my my life is the same as my recovery in the fact that i'm never guaranteed that i will see tomorrow i'm never guaranteed that I will never drink again. I'm never guaranteed that I won't get high again. I'm and I'm never guaranteed that I that I will see tomorrow. At any point in time, something could happen. I could get hit by a car. I could get struck by lightning. A meteorite could crash down and, you know, die on impact, whatever it might be. Why would I stop myself from living my life to the fullest after all of the work that I put into it? After years of getting over my drug addiction, the work that that took, the tears, the pain, the hell that I had to go through, okay, and then to go into school and the hours of studying, of meeting deadlines, of the exams, the tests, all of these things that, that I went through to get to that point, why wouldn't I take a chance and do something which I've always wanted to do, which is travel. I remember when I was younger, early high school, when I was sitting at home, I'd sit and watch the Travel Channel because I just thought it was so incredible, all of the amazing things that the Bizarre Foods guy got to eat, all of the all of the places these guys got, got to go, you know, Anthony Bourdain, how cool it was that he's in Cambodia one day and then Italy the next and so by sharing my story, by talking to these people, I, I had this opportunity to get inspired to travel. So I get home and I'm considering, I've, I've considered it before. I was thinking about how I could, I don't know, possibly go on a study abroad program for school, uh, how I could go travel somewhere, how I could do something travel related so that I could I could get out and I can see the world because I was never able to do that when I was drinking and when I was using so I went well I went to I, I went to school and at that point in time it just wasn't possible it was not possible for me to take any on any type of study abroad program and so I finished that semester and I started at a new university and 
this university, I'm not kidding. I think I was there, maybe it was my first day. And one of the, so I'm a, I'm a business major. And one of the, the business advisors came in and said, we have this degree or this program where you can pick however long you want to stay uh, at one of our partner's schools and you can study there. And whatever credits you put in there, you also get here. So you get double the credits. And they said, and there's a specifically prestigious one that is called the two for two. So if you go to this university, this partner university, anywhere around the world, there were, I don't know, 20 of them. And if you actually stay and graduate, stay the whole two years and graduate, we as a university will give you will give you our degree and the the remote university that you're at the international university you're at will also give you a degree so you'll get two degrees in the two years this is the double double the credits and it's all for the price of one so all you have to do is survive while you're there that's it and I mean, come on, what kind of screaming deal is that? Like two for one? Uh, I would be chasing my drug dealer down like on a regular basis if I could ever, if I could get two for one on that, on that shit. Uh, and so two for the price of one. So I, I took it. I was so inspired by the people that I met while sharing my story, while talking to these people, while being open and building these relationships, that I, I obviously I took it. And it's it's really no secret because I've I, I've shared this before that I, I I ended up moving to the UK and I ended up going through school and I ended up going through university. And in that, all of that is attributed directly to decisions I made while I decisions I made while I was sharing my message, while I was sharing the story, my story, while I was carrying the message and I was working a step a step 12. Now there's two parts to a step 12, right? So there's the there's the carrying the message and then there's practicing the principles and all of our, all of my affairs. I'm not going to dive all the way into that one because it's the, that's a whole other podcast in and of itself. However, what I can say is leading up to this point, leading up to 2018, from 2015 to 2018, that whole 3 years led me to that point from the decisions I made while carrying the message. So, I guess it's actually 2019. So, I go, right? And I make all of these amazing memories and these have these amazing experiences. And I go all over the world. I see these... I, I mean, I go to Iceland. I go to Portugal. I go to Spain. I go to, to Bulgaria. I've, I go all over the, all over the world. And I get back, so I, I, I finally land in the UK and I stay in the UK for, for university. And I could 
I, I tried getting the podcast going again. As any of the avid listeners know, I, I tried getting the podcast going again, and I couldn't find a... We, we tried doing it remote. We tried doing it with uh, phones and all of these, you know, fancy, fancy gizmos and gadgets. But the time zone was off. The the feeling was off. Just doing the podcast remotely just isn't the same. And then I meet Spencer. Spencer's an amazing person. He's an incredibly, incredibly amazing human. And Spencer lives in this specific area, this specific city uh, called St. Albans, just just outside of St. Albans, and which is just 20 minutes from my university. And the pandemic hit, and I had the opportunity to move wherever I wanted. Spencer and I were doing the podcast. I found him. Obviously, he sounded really good. We've been we've done a few, and I ended up actually making the decision to move to the area that I am in, A, to do the podcast with Spencer, and B, and, and B to work and to kind of have a job that was associated really with what I was kind of work doing with Spencer at that time. And obviously, by the way that the podcast is going now, we can tell that Spencer didn't stick around, which is fine. He is off living his own life. When I chose to move to St. Albans, I chose to move here, my my life completely changed because I ended up meeting my girlfriend, Sarah, who is nothing in my life but a breath of fresh air. Easily one of the most amazing women that I have been um fortunate enough to have in my life by by far and has not done she hasn't done anything but made my life better as a whole this is one of those human they say find someone who who is happy with their lives but is also happy to be with you and and can contribute to your life as well as you can contribute to theirs and this is this is exactly the person that I met. She is exactly, exactly that. So I, I get in this relationship. Actually, we met on a dating app, which was really weird. I, I never thought that those would actually work. Met on a dating app. Everything went really well. And lo and behold, here we are damn near two years later. And it's, it's been an amazing two years. That right there, this this whole two years, this whole this whole build up, building up to it, was based on decisions I made to carry the message. If I had not decided to continue doing the podcast, I would have never thought to start talking with Spencer when I met him in a meeting. Had I not done that. I never would have decided to move to this area. And if I had never decided to move to this area, I never would have met Sarah. So my entire life, literally my entire life up to this point has been based on my decisions to carry the message. Everything, everything I have over the last seven years 
okay, is based on that, is based on those decisions. So anytime somebody goes, oh yeah, carry the message, you know, it's good for you, it's good for someone else, it's good for whatever, it is literally life-changing, especially if you continue doing it. The people that you meet, the experiences that you have, the fact that I got to go to Germany and, and meet this, this incredibly wonderful woman who just got out of this oh, terrible relationship who was the only person in uh, the, the city at the time that would show up to the only English-speaking meeting and, and actually I, I opened the door for me. I got to meet people all over the world and I've got to do all these amazing things. And all of them came from carrying the message. No one tells you that shit in recovery. No one ever comes up to you and says, oh yeah, carry the message because you're going to have incredibly life-altering experiences. No one says that. All they say is, oh yeah, carry the message. It'll be, uh, it'll be good for you. But to this day, everything that I have done, the, the, dozen countries, the amazing experiences, the relationships, the the incredible connections that I've had with with people and and the the amazing experience that I have with this podcast where I, last year alone it was like 14,000 people listened to this podcast which is just mind-boggling to me because we only put out one last year i don't even know if we put out one last year and and to be a part of that to be a human engaging in this human experience has just been so amazing and i wouldn't have it i would not be here i would not be able to live the life i live i would not be able to have the peace of mind that i have the experience that i have i wouldn't be able to do really anything that I do because now I'm to a point where I work for myself do I make a load of money no I don't make a load of money but I work for myself I I, I get to work wherever I want I work remotely if I want to work in Spain like I did over the holidays I can work in Spain or last summer I was working in Mexico or in Utah I was back visiting my my family I can do that I have that freedom I I can I can go out and I can be, you know, the human that I want to be without being tied to a nine to five, without being tied to a spot, which is exactly the life I wanted to have. And I couldn't have done that without, without the help of my recovery, without carrying the message, without working the steps, without doing what it is. And it's so cliche, but it's so true. If you just walk the walk if you just do what they ask you to do if some when you when you get into treatment if you if you actually follow along like like I did I just followed along I was a hopeless junkie okay not only that I couldn't go two hours literally I could not go two hours without shooting something up I had to if I didn't I was out like I, I was either passed out or some some type of crazy I mean, you know, withdrawals or whatever it might have been every two hours, right? Imagine that kind of, that kind of, the, the logistics of that. 
The fact that I am even alive, the fact that I'm even breathing is a miracle. The fact that I can wake up and not have a single regret or a single bit of shame that is haunting me from the day before, the night before. The fact that I don't have to wake up and continuously cover lies that I have been that I've been creating over the the weeks and months and years. The the fact that I don't have to I don't have to walk around feeling like I'm hiding something or feeling like I am about to get caught for something. I just have this peace. I, I, I wouldn't have it if I had not followed the suggestions of this program, of the people in this program, the people related to this program. Not even not even that, because I, I always talk 12 steps, because that's what I did. I did the 12 steps. But there are a load of people that I met that don't do the 12-step program but are still in recovery, right? And they're still very happy people. And there are, there are even people who haven't ever even been in recovery, that I still follow their advice because they have what I want. They had the life that I wanted. They had success. They had peace of mind. They had money. They had all these things that I didn't have that I I couldn't I I couldn't get while in my active addiction. And it has just been an amazing experience. An amazing experience. And anyone can do it. I, I, I remember talking to someone that I used to get high with who actually got high way before I did and then went out, went back and got back into into really bad drug use with me while I was just kind of in the middle of it. And this guy has I, I it's just it's scary to see the resignation in him. The fact that he is completely resigned to the belief that he that he's not capable of ever getting clean. He's not capable of ever living life. And and last time I talked to him, he was living in a shed, like somebody's backyard, right? Somebody's garden. And life doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to resign to our thoughts and to what we think we are what we how we think the world is going to end up we don't have to we don't have to resign to that i don't have to fall into that to that norm because if if i if i do what i'm what i'm asked to do if i do the next right thing if i if i create these relationships if i open my mouth and say what i am feeling everything else will just start falling into place and it did. Was it easy? Hell no, it wasn't easy. Uh, was it, was it, and I mean, was it something that I would choose to do again? Absolutely. Are there things that I would choose not to experience again? Absolutely. <laughs> but it's, it's part of the, it's part of the experience. And the recovery, the experience in recovery has easily been better than my wildest dreams. I could not have even imagined that I would have ended up on the other side of the world. Okay, seven years later, on the other side of the world, knowing that I have been to, I don't know, how many countries now, that I have an amazing 
partner, that I have an amazing family, that I have an amazing life, friends, I have good friends, I have everything, everything that I never had. I have it now. I have a degree. I'm actually educated. Let me tell you, though, I'm carrying a resentment towards this guy. His name is Trent. Trent, I'm incredibly upset at the fact that you told me that I would be unstoppable. I'm pretty sure if I stepped out in front of a car, I would get hit and it would hurt really bad. So I'm not actually unstoppable. But I have a degree. Not just that, I have two degrees. I have an international business degree. Seven years ago, couldn't go two hours without sticking a needle in my arm. And here I am today. Because of this, because of this program. Because of people in recovery. Because of carrying the message. And if that shit isn't inspirational, then really check your priorities. Because it, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. So that's all that I've got it for this episode. It has been amazing getting back into this and who knows, maybe next week I will have another one or maybe not. I don't know guys. <laughs> um, but I, once again, I really appreciate everybody that's listening to these podcasts and please do reach out, reach out and, and shoot me a message on, on Instagram. A few people did and it was the coolest experience. I gotta I gotta talk to some incredibly amazing people and and I'm really blessed. I feel really blessed for it. So thanks again for everybody listening and I will catch you guys at the next one.